Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your host, Emmy Morgan. So it's been me for a little bit, which it's been a change, but you know what? I For 2019, I didn't want to, I wanted to bring back the show, but I didn't want to lose the routine. So although I don't have any permanent co-hosts, um, I, I did want to keep the momentum going. Um, I'm still sick, obviously, as you can tell. Um, very um I think it's now in my in my nose. So um yeah, so today we're gonna talk about um New Year's rituals instead of New Year's resolutions. And I looked up the definition because someone posted it on um social media somewhere. And I wanted to look up the difference between a ritual and a resolution. Well, we all know what a resolution is, um, but I'll get that too. Um, Yeah, I I think everybody does, you know, a New Year's resolution um, every year. And they, you know, one of them is to get better in the gym and whatnot. Um, So a resolution, a firm decision to do or not to do something. And then what happens with New Year's resolutions is when you don't stick to them, you kick yourself. So I wanted to get away from making resolutions because every year I say I'm going to get better physically and I never do. So a ritual. Um, typically it's a religious thing, but, um, it consists of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. So what that means is for me anyway, let's, I'm taking myself, for example, my new year's ritual is to become the person that I wanted No, let me back up. My New Year's ritual is to become the adult I wanted to be when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, there are certain things that I said I would do as an adult, never knowing if I'd ever achieve it. Number one, I wanted to be a girl. Had no idea if I would ever be able to achieve it or not. I was 12 when I made that decision to myself. So I wanted to be a girl. Sorry for the squeaking noise. That is actually me walking around my bedroom. For some reason, I'm, like, restless, and I want to get up. I've been in, um, because I've been sick, I'm at, like, the tail end of my sickness, so I kind of wanted to hibernate in my my uh, bedroom and I, or my apartment, and I've been, like, having fever. Um, so, number one, um, I wanted to be the girl that I wanted to always be. That girl looked a certain way, okay? It wasn't just about being a girl. It was about being the girl in my head, how I wanted to look based on playing with Barbies, based on gem at the time, based on a lot of things. I'm not going to say who that is, but I know who it is because so I've written it down and I know who, what she looks like. Another thing I wanted was to live in California and live in a mansion like Jem from Jem and the Holograms. Um, I was really looking forward to doing that, but I don't know. I have to think about that one because that's a huge move for me, and I don't know if that's my my dream anymore, but I will think on that. Another thing, I wanted to be married with kids. 
Um, I don't think I want to work on that all in one year, but <laughs> something to work towards. Um, maybe opening myself up to dating. Uh, maybe that's the start of, you know, I also don't want this to be something I rush into. Okay, one of my goals when I was younger was to be married with kids. Okay, do that all in one year. No, there are steps, like a ritual, you know. Um, but like I said, the first step may be going out and dating. I haven't, like, dated actively since 2011. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll get some courage. Um Another thing, I had friends around me that I said, I want to be friends with these people for the rest of my life. Well, I still am friends with them, but I don't spend enough time with them. It's a Facebook message. It's a a Facebook comment. It's, you know, I I need face-to-face time with these people. So I want to go out and hang out with my friends. My friends are mostly local that I was friends with when I was a kid. I'm going to a concert with my two sisters next year, which I've never done that before in the 30-plus years that I've known them. They've gone to concerts by themselves, but I never went because they weren't sure if I liked the same music as them, which, understandable, I mean, some of it I do. I mean, I grew up in the 90s, basically. We all, not basically. I don't know why I said basically after that. I did, for a fact, grow up in the 90s. But I meant we basically all had the same taste in music. I lean more towards R&B, hip-hop, top 20 pop, um, alternative rock, and indie, indie rock is not totally my thing, but... Some of it is, so. Um, what was another goal I had as a kid? Have a good job. Have a job as a writer and an actress, because I wanted to be a girl, and I want to work towards that as well. So being in the entertainment industry was a, definitely a goal of mine when I was a kid, most definitely. Um, again, working on that in 2020, that's what I need to do. So my ritual will be being that adult that I wish I was when I was a kid. The very first step in all of this is working on me on my inside. I do believe in God, but I also believe in free will. And I also believe in karma. I know it's confusing. I'm not going to get into it because it's a long story. Um, how I explain it to myself, but I feel when I see people working out and getting thinner and getting muscular, I ask myself every single time when I see them, have they worked on their inside first? Because the thing about that is, there's this guy, his name is Kevin Kriegman. He's from Germany. Gorgeous man. I'm pretty sure I talked about him before. Kevin is, he's on Instagram, look him up. He used to be close to 300 pounds. He lost weight, started working out, got a gorgeous butt. And he had excess skin. So we had the surgery done to remove the excess skin and it left scars on his stomach. So he started getting tattoos. His tattoos just became his thing. He's covered from neck to feet with tattoos. Um, Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. He has long hair, has a beard now. And before when he was, you know, 300 plus, he just, you know, no facial hair, had a crew cut. My point in mentioning him, and I've talked to him before, The him before the weight loss attracted something different. In fact, he didn't attract anything that he wanted. 
he wanted to be in a relationship, and he didn't attract all that. To him now, women and gay men throw themselves at him, left and right. If he didn't work on who he was as a person before he lost that weight, he would be down the rabbit hole. He would be a mess right now, but he's not. He's, he's such a nice guy, and he could get 3,000 comments on one picture. He will answer every single one of them. He is just a really humble guy, and like I said, I've talked to him, so I know what, that he really is humble. For my journey, I want to start working on myself. And my word of 2020 is accountability. I saw a meme and I reposted it on my Instagram, Real Emmy Morgan. 2019's most overused word, toxic. 2019's most underused word, accountable. That is going to be my most overused word because I want to hold myself accountable first. Do I think I'm a good person? I think I'm okay. I think I could be better. And I need to work on that better first before I make these other changes that are happening in my life because if I don't, the rest of it is just going to fall down the rabbit hole. That's my new analogy, not at all. Um, as you can tell. So I'm going to be working on myself the next couple of days, preparing me for January 1st. I really, 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 really cannot wait to see what happens in 2020. Another thing that I'm working on um, is doing more. When I was a kid, I thought I'd be doing so much because my heroes weren't, I didn't have Laverne Cox when I was a kid. I didn't have um, Alexandra Gray as a kid. I had Jen. <laughs> I had Barbie. And we all know Barbie did everything. That bitch was, is, pilot, nurse, uh, flight attendant. The bitch worked at McDonald's. I mean, she did everything. Barbie was all over the map. And when I would play pretend with my friends, my girlfriends, we would do the same thing. We loved the gem mansion, the starlight mansion. So that was always our, like, home but we would go to Hawaii in our pretend we would go to Paris and London and all these places and meet Princess Diana and have tea with her and what happened to all that when we became adults I I want to get back to that I want to get back to that so bad and it's very easy to get back to that just doing it so I mean I'm not saying next year I'm going to suddenly again go in baby steps I'm not going to suddenly book a flight to London or Paris but doing more stuff I feel 2009 I was so safe and I did safe stuff um, I want to start doing more of the stuff that I have always wanted to do, even if it's small, like March and August in Boston. I want to commit myself to every day going to restaurant week. I'm going to save up money, and I'm going to go to restaurant week every single day. So it is called restaurant week, but it's actually two weeks, and it's um, Monday to Friday. And I want to commit myself because I only work until mid-afternoon, so I have time to get out after work and also bring along some friends that I haven't seen. 
You know, I have a few friends in Boston that I haven't seen. Ask them if they want to go to dinner with me or go alone. And, you know, I, I did do that sort of in March 2019. I did go to some restaurant weeks, but I didn't go in August. And I really wish I did. Um, so I'm going to commit myself. Like I said, it's two weeks. They have prefix dinners at the most exclusive restaurants. And I'm talking like upscale restaurants, $33 at most for a three-course meal. And oh, I, just, I need to start committing myself. So I wrote down some restaurants. I'm going to do it between those four weeks, once a day. And, yeah, I'm going to hang out with some friends. And also something that I, I did in 2019 that I want to stop doing, making excuses for myself. Now, my friend Sean, who is amazing, love you, Sean, he actually has the best dinner parties. There's, I'm going to say 70, no, higher than that. 90% of the time, there's no drama. 95, I'm going to say. 95% of the time I go there, there's no drama. And I always have such a good feeling after I leave. His roommate, Nick, Cook, is one of the best cooks I've ever encountered in a human being. And, you know, they just host and we get, we, Sean has a group of friends and we all just get along great. But in 2019, I really didn't go to that many of his parties. And it was an excuse because I was feeling in my feelings and I was melancholy. And the last time was a couple of weeks ago. I was supposed to go to his house. I swear on everything in my life, I wanted to go, even though I was sick. I completely forgot. And let me tell you something. If I don't put something in if I don't put a major event, even if it's minor, actually, if I don't put all events in my phone calendar, I'm going to forget. So that day I got home, showered, had food that I ordered, was ready to sit down and eat it. And then his roommate texted me, hey, you coming? I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot. And I felt like crap. I felt like utter crap. Because how the hell could I forget that? I really, really, really wanted to go so bad. I hadn't, there's been changes in Sean's life, and I wanted to see him. I wanted to see his roommate. Oh, I was so mad at myself. Oh, I'm still mad at myself, obviously, because this happened two, like two weeks ago it happened. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. But holding myself accountable for things like that, you know, I don't want Sean to think I'm avoiding him because I'm no longer his friend. And I don't want Sean to stop inviting me to those parties because I have fun at those parties. So I need to hold myself more accountable. If I change course, you know, like, like I did, I, oh, I feel so bad. But also, too, I've been canceled on by people. And I need to hold them accountable as well. Now, my new thing, I think old me would have called them out, got into an argument, and said, fuck you and your mother. Bye. You're out of my life. The new me is going to hold them accountable and wait for them to approach the situation. And once they approach it, I need to be honest with them. I cannot be rude about it. I can't um, uh, call them out and make them feel bad. I just need to say, hey, this is what happened. This is what we need to work on and see what happens. But I cannot be rude about it. I cannot go off and be a diva. These aren't the people to be a diva too, which leads me to another place. Put my energy where it matters. 
I'm giving you gems. I hope you're writing this down. Put my energy towards where it matters. If my friend bailed on me, having bailed on people, I should know what that feels like. If my friend is making excuses and I know the truth, that they're just that kind of person, let them be that person. But don't go full throttle to them like I would with someone who called me a tranny. Don't use that same energy to rip that person to shreds who called me a tranny towards my friend who bailed out on me last minute. No, that's not the same energy and don't even go there. I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't like it being done to me. I also don't like what I call bail jumpers. <laughs> and I know <laughs> I'm giving you gems, okay? Oh, I'm giving you gems. Bail jumpers to me are people that look for reasons to end your friendship. They look for any type of reason to be mad at you. There are signs to that. Um, What those signs are, I can't tell you. You know. You know. You've seen how they react to certain things. You know. So watch for the bail jumpers and put them where they need to be. You don't want to erase them as a friend? Fine. You don't have to. But you know what you can do? You can demote them. They used to be your best friend, but they're a bail jumper. Demote them to just a good friend. You have no idea what they're going through. And maybe they don't want to tell you what they're going through. But for now, you've got to demote them. you got to hold them accountable and when the time is right and they notice because they will notice hey we don't hang out or talk that much anymore well you kind of got hostile towards me and I didn't know how to react so I kind of stepped back a little whoa whoa I did that really yeah give them examples have examples ready because if you're just going on your opinion they're going to come back with a defensive motion So have examples. You know that time when I said this and you reacted this way? That offended me. I thought our friendship was deeper than that. Talk things out. Don't argue. Um, There was a celebrity. Um, He's new to the business. Fairly new. I was posting, I posted stuff about him and his brother, who was also an actor. Positive stuff, you know, always. Posted on his, you know, social media comments and stuff. Even his mama was liking my comments. Because they were respectful, you know, whatever. He put up a, a video of a dog swinging on, like, some, like, thing. The dog was um, hanging by its mouth, swinging around, kind of like that, that game where you hit the ball and it spins and it goes to the next person. And so all these guys are around pushing this dog around, pushing this dog around. And I'm just like, this video feels weird. And that's what I commented. Like, it made me feel uneasy. And he immediately responded with attitude and negativity towards me. And instead of calling him every name in the book, because he did actually get very personal and borderline um, condescending. Um, I don't know how to explain it without, like, calling him out because I'm not calling him out because I'm not having that negative energy follow me into 2020. But you know what I did? I said, you know, 
I've been a very good fan and I've always posted positive stuff. But it seems like with celebrities, the second they see something negative, they're quick to react to that. They don't react to the positive. They react to what they perceive as negative. So I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to wish you a good 2020, and you have nothing to worry about. You'll never hear any positive or negative posts from me ever again. Have a good one. And I let him go. Let him go out into the universe. I refuse to argue with someone I don't know. Um, especially if they're not willing to see my perspective. Now, I can see his perspective. That dog is not being harmed. It's a toy. The dog is safe. I see his perspective, but for me, my perspective, it just looks funny. It looks weird. It made me uncomfortable, and I was just saying that. I didn't say take it down. Do whatever you want on your social media. I'm just saying it looked a little, you know, it, it made me feel uncomfortable watching it. His reaction should have been, oh, well, you know, don't worry. The dog is safe. Sorry you feel that way. Thanks for being a fan enjoy your day or something to that effect. But instead, he, he made like a personal dig at me. And that's when I said, you know what? I'm not here. And I think I need to stop putting, because the old me would have told him off, would have dragged him, would have told him where to go, how to get there, and when to come back. The new me says, I'm just going to leave you there. And I think that that's the more healthy thing to do. Um, he didn't get personal, too personal. He didn't, he wasn't drag worthy. And even if I said his name, you'd be like, who? So I'm just going to leave it there. But I just, I held him accountable and I moved on. And I just wanted to show that as an example. Um, before we get into more serious topics, I wanted to give you my top five. Um, I think I'm going to try to do this as a way to lighten the mood a little bit for every podcast. I I think I did it before with the um, oh uh, Bachelor Nation. So I'm going to give you my top five guys to follow on Instagram. And I'll give you a little blurb as to why, actually, because I have reasons. They're not just hot guys. So, um, oh, I'm going to mess up his name. His name is Camille, and he's actually from Bachelor Nation. Follow him at K-A-M-I-L-O-O. The reason why I follow him is I'm pretty sure his family, and I have to research this because I, I don't, I only follow him on social media. I didn't, like, do a full, like, let me stalk his life, you know, because I don't know, that's weird. Um, he's from Bachelor Nation. He was born in Poland, and his him and his family moved here when he was five. And now he's a model. He's... Um, into fitness, he's inspiring other fitness people. He's this tall, brown-haired, blue-eyed, gorgeous man. And I like following him because he doesn't post any negativity. He doesn't post about, you know, the girl he's dating. I don't know if he's even dating somebody. But I figure if he is, he'd post it sparingly not become like one of these celebrities who goes from never posting about who he's dating to posting all the time. There are some celebrities I actually can't follow them because every single post is about their relationship. And I just, I can't, oh, it's just, I want to know about that celebrity. I don't want to know about that celebrity and the person they're dating. 
it would be like I treat social my social media followers like my friends. You know, like I want to talk to my friends about themselves first, and then they're if they're in a relationship, do they have kids second? Because I'm their friend. I'm not their family friend. So I try to follow accounts where people post about themselves. It's like watching a cartoon breathe. Like I see the person behind the post, you know? And I'm thinking of one particular celebrity. All he posts about is his relationship. If he didn't have a relationship, I don't know what he'd post about. And that is scary. I never want to, I'm sorry, no offense, but I don't want to be friends, be associated with, or be that person. Because that, it's not 2020 yet, so I can say it. That is a toxic person. They put their happiness directly into their relationship. They are the person that says, I have everything now. I have a house. I have a career. I have health. I have family. I have friends. And I have a relationship. No, sweetheart. The relationship should be the and on top, not the and in between. And I'm giving you 10. Anyway, so, yeah, um, Camille is a good one. Camille, Camille. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's Polish and gorgeous. Um, Oh, then, then there's um, John Sumer. Sumer. Oh, gosh. I, I ripped his name apart. J-A-N underscore S-T-U-E-H-N-E-R. He is in a relationship, and he posts very sparingly about his relationship. He mostly posts about his fitness. He mostly posts about, um, again, positive things. But also, he's a different type of guy. He actually is starting to go gray, and he's embracing it. And I love that. It's so different. Not to mention, (laughs) he just put up a post for um, 2020, and The first post is him jumping. The second post is a video. When he turns around in that video, oh, my God, he's got one of the best butts I've ever seen. Not Henry Cobble perfect, but wow. Wow, that's a butt. Um, Yes, I'm being so superficial, but, but no, I like his content. His actual content is very positive. Um, But, yeah, he's. He's a gorgeous, gorgeous guy. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm just going to spell it. Um, S-T-E-V-E-N-E-P-P-R-E-C-H-T. He's a model. He also posts positive stuff. Again, I love following people who are positive. He's... The reason why he's different is because he's an actor, he's a model, he's a personal trainer, but he doesn't take himself so serious that it defines him. Like, I just, I I like his post. I like his post a lot. And, yeah, so follow him if you want some positive eye candy. That's what I call it. Positive eye candy. Yes, hunty. Yes. I'm writing it down. Positive eye candy. Oh, sweetheart. And the last of my top five, this guy I absolutely love. His name is Sebastian Paul. On Instagram, he goes by Beat Seb. B-E-A-T-S-E-B. I love all of his content. He is so, well, first of all, he's blonde. And you know I have a thing with blondes and redheads. And he's bearded. <sighs> Give me a second. Oof. Lord have mercy. Um, he posts positive stuff 
but he also he posts about the do's and don'ts of fitness, which is so amazing. He has this one post where um, he's doing, oh, gosh, I don't even, where you sit on the bench and you lean forward and you um, lean, you lean down and you lean up. I don't know what move that's called. But he posts about how to do that correctly. And he does a lot of those videos. So he's really into, like, instructional workouts. Um, really, really awesome, positive follow. Um, his, he's German, I believe, and his voice is ridiculous. He's got one of those sexy accents that you're just like, oh, my God. Just read a book, and I will just listen. He, he's so, so gorgeous. But, again, it's more about his positive. I don't follow just eye candy. There's no one on my follow list that I follow simply because they're hot. It's always they're hot and they have positive posts. I swear to you, I do not. I think Ryan Reynolds is hot, but I don't follow him. Um, I think Jed Y is hot, and I don't follow him. There has to be something else there for me to follow, and that's that's my thing. Um, another one, I'm going to give you two bonus ones, um, just because I I like I can't not mention them. His name is Pilot Patrick. He's the first, like, pilot that I've ever saw. He makes piloting look good. Again, another German. I don't know what it is with me and German, but another blonde German. And he lives this insane life. Like, his apartment is nice. He's always dressed impeccably. Of course, he's got a great body. Um, but... He never, and let me tell you, all of these people, they don't post political stuff. They don't post um, negativity. They don't, they don't post current events and whatnot, which is kind of sad. But, you know, I would, like I said, I, I want to get to know them, so I would like their opinion on things. But I get why they don't do that. Um, they keep it about their fitness. They keep it about positive Life goals, I get it. Um, his name is Pilot Patrick, though. P-I-L-O-T-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. Um, Patrick Biden camp. Bi- no, no, Biden. Biden cap. Biden cap. Um, I, I want to live his life. Just not be a pilot. Cause I. Not that I have a fear of flying. I just couldn't, no. Um, but, yeah, his, he's got the most insane life. He, oh, God. And I can't even say, like, I'd want to date him because you would never see him. He's gorgeous. He's, he's worldly. But you would, if he's in a relationship, when the hell do you see him? You'd have to quit your job and just be on call for whatever vacation he wants to go on. But he's he's so I I love living life through his posts. I mean, oh my gosh, love it. And my most favorite bonus has to be Justin Collins, J C of the Finest, J C O S T H E F I N E S T. That man, number one, beautiful. And I'm not talking just beautiful, like, on the outside, beautiful on the inside. I think I've been talking to him for, like, two years now. Um, He's constantly posting positive stuff, constantly. And if you respond to one of his polls, he's going to be like, you responded to this poll. Tell me why. He is so positive. And so uplifting in every single post that he does. It is well thought out. It is well planned. He waits for responses. He answers replies. He is an amazing content creator. 
and he's a good person, and I really love following him. If I'm having a bad day, I will not lie to you. I go to his page, and I just feel instantly better. He, he's got, and he's always smiling. He is always smiling, and his smile could bring down a flame. It's just that bright. What a positive person. God, I love him. I love him so much. And I'm so, I don't even remember how I, I found him. I don't even remember how I found half these guys. No, I think Camille, I, I saw, um, he's part of Bachelor Nation. So I think I may have seen him and was like, who the hell is that? But the rest of the guys, I had no idea how I found them on Instagram. But so worth following all of these guys. Like I said, and I'm not trying to play favorites, but Justin is by far my favorite person to follow on Instagram. He's just so positive. And the outlook that I'm trying to put forth in 2020, he fits it so well. So reading his posts, just, I, I can't, one day I'm going to meet him. And I cannot wait because he's getting the biggest hug. Oh, and by the way, shout out to Mike Ruiz, who celebrated his 55th birthday. Mike, I saw, um, I had known about him forever. He was on RuPaul's Drag Race and whatever. Back in 2009, 10, he was on a show called A-List New York. I spoke about this before. When I was having identity crisis as a gay man, back when I was perceived as cisgender, it wasn't cool to be femme as a gay. It was cool to either try acting straight or be straight. Um, but any type of femininity was looked down upon in the gay world. And I was watching that show with Mike. And he, Mike is tall. He's dark, olive skin, muscular. When you see him, deep voice too. So when you see him, you're like, oh, he's so straight acting. He's so butch. And this man said, I don't give a damn what you think I am. I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember from that. But that. He put on some high-heeled boots, zipped them up, and said, I'm fabulous no matter what. And after that moment, he became the Laverne Cox of my life back then. Laverne Cox helped me embrace being trans and being okay with being a trans woman and not caring if I was passable, actually hating the word passable. And Mike made it okay for me to have feminine energy as a gay man. So I will always have love for Mike Ruiz. He helped me through the last years of my um, being a cisgender perceived gay man. He really did. And so he celebrated his 55th birthday yesterday. Um, yeah, he's, he's an amazing guy. I follow him. He's gone through a lot. He had a partner. Martin, who passed away, he now has another partner. He had this beautiful, beautiful dog named Oliver who passed away, and now he has another dog named Julia. So I'm wishing Mike love, light, and I hope the next 55 are just as amazing as his first. He's one of my role models, and just like with Justin, when I see Mike, for the first time, I'm just walking up, giving him a hug for like five minutes, and I'll probably bawl my eyes out. Um, yeah. Probably the same thing with Laverne Cox, too. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I just, I'm really lucky to have role models now that I didn't as a kid. And those role models are more tangible than, you know, a cartoon or whatever. So. Okay, let's get into the heavy stuff. Sorry. Um, so one of my main topics for today is 
LGBTQ plus panic defense. Yahira Yaya Nesby. Nikki Kuhnhausen. Two trans women. Excuse me, that were murdered within the past couple days. And their killer said, well, I didn't realize they were trans at first. And when I did, I murdered them. Funny enough, let me tell you something. If I was the judge, I would say you're a liar. Here's why. Those men specifically said trans. They didn't say, I didn't realize she was a man. They said that they were trans. I didn't realize they were trans women. That's what each killer said. They used the proper terminology. To me, that means they knew who they were before they hooked up or whatever with these women had regret because of people like J.K. Rowling, and I'll get back to that in a minute. They didn't want society to judge them for who they loved, for who they wanted to be with. So they killed these women, cold-bloodedly. And then afterwards said, oh, I didn't realize she was transgender. That is what made me kill her. No. If you really, if it was 1985, you would have said, I didn't realize she was a man. Because real hatred calls out who they are. And they didn't say that. I would not believe anything from these guys. They need to get the fullest extent of the law. These happened within, like I said, the past couple days. So it's not like it happened two years ago. And let me tell you something. Nikki was 17 years old. So the man that, that killed her, that was with her, that discovered she was transgender, is a pedophile. She's 17. She's not 18. Pedophile. Granted, it happened in Canada, so there's probably different laws. I'm sure 17 is legal, but here in the States, that's what we call a pedophile. Not, still a minor, not an adult yet. Disgusting. I'm sick of the LGBTQ plus panic defense that needs to be wiped out from our lexicon immediately. We have so many role models. We have so many role models. We have TV shows like Transparent, TV shows like Pose, that show positivity of trans people. We have Alexandra Gray on, um, excuse me, on Empire as a transgender character, singing her fucking heart out. Don't tell me you didn't know this woman was trans. Don't tell me she didn't admit she was trans to you. You killed her because of society. Society like J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, a.k.a. Joanne Rowling, said that she's a feminist, but she also said that there are only two genders, no matter what you dress like. Somebody she did not know was fired for saying almost the same thing, and J.K. Rowling defended her. Here's what's funny. J.K. Rowling was a broke-ass, lonely destitute writer who had 23 publishers turn her down when she presented Harry Potter. I take it personal because her story is what got me the courage to self-publish. So this hookup right here, I'm sorry, it's not 2020 yet. I could be mean. This hookup right here says there were only two genders. Meanwhile, back in her day, like I said, she was broke and destitute, and the 24th publisher said, we like your story with Harry Potter, but we don't like the fact that your name is Joanne Rowling. Boys will be more willing to read a book where the author is ambiguous. So she took her grandmother's first name because she doesn't have a middle name. She put J.K. Rowling as her pen name, and that's who the fuck she became. She made a fortune off of being non-binary. And when I say a fortune, I mean a billion dollars. She was basically non-binary. J.K. Rowling 
is a non-binary name. You can't figure out if that's male or female. Don't fucking tell me that there's only two genders when, bitch, you made a billion dollars off of the third gender, which is non-binary, slash transgender. She made a billion dollars off of us, off of pretending, off of lying, and then has the nerve when she's got her billion dollars to say, oh, well, it's only man or female. That's it. Those are the only two genders. Fuck that. I take this personal because not only is she attacking me, she is somebody that I used to look up to. And now I can't respect her whatsoever. I used to tell myself two things. One, if Charlize Theron can make it in South Africa, I can too. And two, if the first person says no to me, the second mic or the third mic or the 24th mic, just like J.K. Rowling. Those are the two things I said to myself. Because I thought J.K. Rowling, who introduced a gay character, which made me think, she put Dumbledore, who is basically the grandfather, actually, no, basically the father of all Harry Potter books. She made him gay. So I thought, oh, well, she's accepting of our community. Well, she is. Lesbian, gays, and bi. Transgender, no. Non-binary, no. Interesting. Interesting. Again, I take that personally. I'm so mad that I can't even oh. let me tell you something in my book J.K. Rowling is cancelled she's cancelled I'm cancelling her she's no longer going to be in my future I no longer want to hear anything about J.K. Rowling I'm done with her done with her for 2019 Oh, let me calm down. Okay, so that's the topic that I'm going to get on this episode. Uh, Before I close, I do want to do a couple of uh, reviews. Excuse me, Inside Man Most Wanted. It's based on the, um, I think it's 2006 movie, Inside Man with Denzel Washington. This is a continuation with, um, oh, I cannot pronounce his name. He's the guy um, from Sense8. He was in season one of Sense8, Van Damme. He plays the Denzel Washington type character. Denzel's character is mentioned in this as somebody who was the best negotiator of our time. Here's the second best which is um, Amel's character, A-M-L. I don't know how I'm friends with that name. So his character is a negotiator. He gets into a situation where somebody, a group of people have the Federal Reserve in New York held hostage. And his job is to get them out, obviously safe, get the robbers out, and even try to figure out why they're doing this. And it's called Most Wanted because the woman he gets in contact with, she doesn't want to give her name. She just says, my name is Most Wanted. So it was pretty good. A tiny bit confusing, but still good. Um, I think they wanted to be smarter than they were. The, The thing I like about Inside Man is that it just was awesome. It had twists and turns that made sense. And this movie tries to make the twists and turns, but they don't do it so well. They do their transitions a little, it's a little hack-eyed because they want to get to an end result. But the way they do it is kind of mm, a little janky. So, sorry, again. Um, for TV, that was the only movie I saw. 
for TV, The Witcher and The Mandalorian. The Witcher is super confusing. Super confusing. I might have to rewatch it. <laughs> it was just so confusing. But good. Henry, I loved seeing Henry um, play tiny bit of comedy. He's, he's been in dramatic roles, but he hasn't been in funny roles. And The Witcher is basically a bounty hunter, and but he's got like magic and a little a little bit of magic. But every time he says, "Oh fuck," every single time, you know there's gonna be a huge fight or something bad's gonna happen, and it cracks me up. I want to meet Henry, and I want to just go, Henry, can you please say, "Oh fuck," like <laughs> it's just he is so awesome. He's really good in. And I've heard from people who played the game that it's based off that Henry looks, sounds, and acts exactly like The Witcher. So, um, Geralt is his name. Because I got corrected when I said Geralt. It's Geralt. Thank you. Um, The Mandalorian is based on the Star Wars world. So this is important for me to tell you. It's after the first six movies, but before the first three new movies. So Yoda has died. Um, a new baby Yoda has come to be. And the Mandalorian, who is a bounty hunter, goes to retrieve it because it's a really big bounty. And he has to give it to the guild, which the guild is like a, like an FBI there in that world. Um of course, he gets attached to it, and yeah, it's really good. Pedro Pascal is amazing. It sucks that you can't see him physically. He's there. His voice is there. It's him, but um, he's really good as the Mandalorian, and Carl Weathers is in it, and it's so funny because there's a scene where... Carl Weather says something about the Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian says, the Mandalorian isn't a race, it's a creed. Get it? Carl Weather's creed. Okay, went over your head. Um, but, yeah, um, very good, very well written. It's not confusing at all. It's very straightforward. Every episode leads to the end. Um, I'm almost done with it, and... Bryce Dallas Howard, shout out, is a director. Love that. Um, it's actually created by John Favreau, who, if you guys don't know who that is, he's happy from Iron Man series. Uh, he's also the director of The Jungle Book. He was the director of The Lion King. Like, The Mandalorian, he did a great job with The Mandalorian. He's written some of the episodes. He's really good. And I just love it. I I love that I can be a total geek watching this and understand it, and it's not going over my head. So that feels good. Um, yeah, speaking of geek, the last thing I'm going to talk about is such a geek thing. So I play the Kardashian Hollywood app. Shut up, don't judge me. And I'll be honest, I got it hacked. And they gave me a bunch of stars, they gave me a bunch of cash, and they gave me a bunch of energy. It's so much better. It's so much better because they give me the dumbest challenges, and it's driving me nuts. Any of you Kardashian Hollywood fans out there listening, it drives me nuts. They'll have, like, this one little girl. So her name is Lauren Hughes. She was a student that... I met in the game, and I said I'd do her charity, but then at the same time, my publicist scheduled me for a, a runway thing with Kim, and so I did the charity instead. From that one person, I got eight or nine different assignments because she requested me, like, she's like, oh, can you help out my friend? And can you help out my other friend? And can you do this? And, oh, my God, this one girl, Tracy, one of Lauren's friends, 
I had to do an eight-hour mission just talking to her parents uh, because she wanted to be uh, a clothing designer instead of whatever she was going to be here. Or maybe that was – maybe Becky was – I don't know. But I swear I, – I, I hate the way the mission – the mission, the assignments are given on this app. Um, oh, gosh. Oof. There's a Kim Kardashian Hollywood Facebook group. Please join it and event with me. There are others that that feel the same way if you play the game. Um, and also private message me so I can give you the name of my hacker because he is a mauling. And, yeah, I just, I'm so glad that I have it hacked because having to do all those missions would have just wore me out. I had enough energy to do all the missions, get through it, and now I'm, I'm not backlogged. When I started playing again, I had, like, 20 missions that were, like, all backlogged, and I couldn't – and it, they kept coming, and I couldn't get to them fast enough. And when you complete one, then two more pop up from the same people, and it's just, like, ridiculous. So thank God I got it half. It's such a f- more fun game. Um, plus, I bought businesses, and you have to go to the businesses. You have to go to the business in Toronto, talk to at least – five to ten customers you have to go to the salon talk to five to ten customers in in um, Brooklyn so it's like completing all those assignments and then um, even ones that pop up here and there but not having such a huge backlog gives me time to go to those businesses and yeah it's a fun game to play I love it I don't care if you judge me or not um, it's also setting me up for my my New Year's ritual because I I purposely made my doll myself and I have this life in the app because that's the life I want to live. So I'm trying to plot out my reality in this game, so to speak, not live my reality in the game, plot it out and see what happens, so, although I've been married five times. <laughs> Long story. Well, there's this guy. His name was Mitchell. He was a writer. I loved his doll, but he was a D-list doll. What am I going to do with that? I, I'm in this game to win it. And he was a D-list, so I divorced him, adopted two babies with him. Excuse me. Divorced him twice. Well, I divorced him the first time, and then I got back with him. And then I got with this other guy who was a B-lister named Dirk Diamond. I forgot. Oh, he was a model. Then I divorced him, got back with Mitchell, just because I I really missed Mitchell. But then I divorced him, and I found an A-lister named C.J. Watts, who looked sort of like. Mitchell, but he was an A-lister, so then when we got together, my rating went up. Um, (laughs) So I made up this whole story to myself. So Mitchell had a drug problem, so that's why I divorced him the first time, and then he got clean, so we got back together. But then I realized, you know, he fell off the wagon again, so I divorced him and got with Dirk, but Dirk was a rebound, so then I divorced him, got back with Mitchell, but then Mitchell hit me, so I divorced him for good forever and then I got I was in a club in um, Sydney Australia and I bumped into CJ who was a pro athlete thank you and we got together and I know that you think that you know I'm making fun or I'm playing to you know drugs and abusive relationships that's not what I'm doing um, but that's what you think that's fine um but, yeah, I made up a whole backstory. I don't want my reality to be like that, but actually, it, when I get to Hollywood, I only want to have one celebrity relationship. Kind of like Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. I mean, Paul was married, and then he got a divorce, and then he met Joanne, and they were married for, like, ever until, they, until he died. That's kind of what I want. I don't want to, like, date around Hollywood and all that crap. I don't want to do that. 
I want to just meet that one, and that's it. Boom, end of story. Anyway, okay, I've talked enough. That's all. I will talk to you next year. There are going to be some major changes. Like I said on the last show, I'm I'm going to mess around with the format a little. There still be so the format will consistently be Sunday panel discussion around this time. During the week will be my celebrity interviews or my whoever interviews. But um yeah, look for some changes coming soon. Thank you so much all for sticking with us throughout all the years. Um, I appreciate you, and I hope that you have a good New Year's Eve, and uh, 2020 brings you love, light, and laughter. Thank you again for listening, and have an amazing Sunday. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archive shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.